Welcome to Stay Engage 2021. Everything you know and love about IAB Engage, but brought to you day by day. It's Engage, but offstage. Stay Engaged is hosted in partnership with Quantcast, creators of a new and innovative intelligent audience platform. There is almost certainly no sector that has been harder hit over the last 18 months than the travel industry. With flights grounded and hotels across the world empty, any marketer working in the travel industry has been forced to react and respond in extraordinary ways. In this episode, TUI's Toby Horry looks back at how his marketing career has helped prepare him for the challenges that the pandemic brought with it. Here's Toby. Hi. My name's Toby Horry, and I'm the Group Brand and Content Director at TUI. Over the next 20 minutes, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my career to date and what I've learned, and then come on to talk about brands and advertising and my beliefs there, particularly in the context of the last 18 months and the COVID pandemic. So thinking about my career and the start of it, I have to go back to when I was 15 years old. I had one of those summer holidays where I could have just ridden my bike around the village for eight weeks or do something less boring instead. I wrote a letter to Paul Wayland, the director, and asked if I could come and do some work experience at his film company. I was delighted that he said yes. And so I went down to London and worked for a couple of weeks as a runner for his film company. And the first production I worked on was actually Mr. Bean. So as a 15-year-old, my first ever job in the business was getting Rowan Atkinson his lunch. I continued to work in school holidays for different film companies and even spent nine months working for a film company out in Australia. At university, I studied history and I almost joined the Air Force, but decided that a 16-year commitment was too much as a 21-year-old. So I continued working in the film industry as I came out of university, but quickly realised that actually, whilst the film industry seemed to be the glamorous bit where you were on set and making movies, actually the more interesting piece was far more upstream. And working in advertising, I decided that I wanted to become a planner. I pursued all avenues to try and get my first job as a planner, and was fortunate enough to get on the Abbott Mead Vickers BBDO graduate recruitment scheme as a baby planner, along with Sarah Tate. I worked at Abbott Mead Vickers for five years, and it was a brilliant learning experience. I worked in a range of clients, everything from Nicorette to Yellow Pages to Whiskers, managed to travel the world and met some brilliant people. But in 2005, it became clear that actually I needed to get some digital experience. There was that period at the beginning of the 2000s when it felt clear that the internet was here to stay. But by 2006, I felt that, yeah, this was definitely going to be a thing. And a lot of the interesting work I was seeing was coming from a digital perspective. So I managed to get a job as a senior planner at Dare, who were very much more focused on the digital side of brands. I was there for nine years, working my way up to managing director over that time. And it was a brilliant experience. The culture was fantastic. We did some great work and again, met some fantastic people. But I think the more senior I got, the more I realized that I wasn't able to dedicate attention to particular client business. And that was what I loved and why I got into the business in the first place. So I decided the best way to fix that would be to go client side. Michelle McKettrick, who I knew from working on the Barclays business, was setting up a new team at Tesco and asked me to join as digital marketing director. It was quite a difference moving from agency side to client side, but we were fortunate in having a CEO, Dave Lewis, who was really clear on what the job of marketing was to do, and that was to build trust. So I worked as digital marketing director for two years and then as customer propositions director for a further 18 months. The propositions role took me a little bit further away from marketing and advertising than I would have liked. So that's when I decided to move to TUI as the brand and content director. I've subsequently grown my remit to include group brand. So now my remit covers brand identity, brand strategy, advertising, 
and communications, and then media and content to the UK. I'll talk a little bit more about working at TUI and the travel industry in the last 18 months a bit later on. But I think the main things I wanted to pull out of my career is firstly the mix of client side and agency side. I personally have found that really useful, having seen both sides of the fence. And I think it's something that in many ways I wish I'd done earlier in my career. I think for people starting out today, I would definitely advocate that as a way of working if you can, trying to get that balance of both sides, as it really does give different perspectives and I think helps whichever um, path you end up on. I think I've also got that mix of traditional and digital. And I think these days that's absolutely crucial. And arguably the boundaries between the two are becoming narrower and narrower. Yes, you need to have an understanding of how the digital world works, but brands are still fundamentally important. So I think having that balance is really good. Another thing I've learned over the course of my career is the importance of learning and how you need to constantly improve yourself as branding, marketing, and the media industry evolves. I've done some great courses, and even in the last two years, I've done the Mark Ritson mini MBA courses, which are fantastic, but also a leadership course led by Sil Sala and Thomas Barter. I know training budgets are under pressure, but if we're to be taken seriously as an industry, I think we need to be investing in the future and making sure we're always keeping our skills fresh and up to date. The last key thing I wanted to talk about that I've learned from my career is the importance of culture at work. We're fortunate enough to work in an industry where we tend not to be making life or death decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. So work really should be enjoyable. And I genuinely believe that people do their best work when they're enjoying it. So it becomes important for managers and everyone in a business to make sure that coming to work, or of course these days working from home, is as an enjoyable experience as it can be. Doesn't mean it's enjoyable all the time, of course, but we should try and make sure we're doing our best in that regard. I feel very fortunate to have had the career I've had. And I'm hoping that I've got many more years to come. So let's go and talk about the last 18 months, about marketing and about the travel industry. Even before COVID, the travel industry was becoming increasingly tough, as highlighted by the failure of Thomas Cook at the end of 2019. But then, of course, COVID hit. In March 2020, the severity of the situation became really clear. The travel industry's first job was to repatriate thousands of people scattered around the world, something that had never been done before on this scale. I remember that it was all hands to the pump. And actually, one evening, I found myself at Stansted Airport, welcoming passengers back from Spain and helping them get to their destinations. But I think the fundamentals of travel coming out of the pandemic are still the same, particularly for leisure travel. The human need of having that break, having that time away will always be there. So I think in the long term, the fundamentals of leisure travel are going to stay the same. That in 10 years time, people will still be going on holiday, still needing that break, still going to see family and friends abroad. The one area that may change a little is business travel, as the merits of remote working have become really clear during the pandemic. So it remains to be seen exactly how business travel will recover. I think what the COVID pandemic has probably accelerated is the focus on customer experience. Customer experience has always been important, of course, but the last 10 years have demonstrated how digital can really help drive a brilliant customer experience and really also driven customers' expectations of what that experience should be. Travel is by its nature quite a complex industry, but I think there's going to be ever more focus on delivering brilliant customer experience, either in person or increasingly digitally. When it comes to marketing, I also think the fundamentals are largely the same as they have been. In fact, arguably, Imports of brands have become even greater in the digital world. As humans, we have to make choices on a daily basis. And with greater choice, we need to make shortcuts. And in the world of marketing, brands are that shortcut. They're the things that help you make those decisions without having to analyse every single option open to you. So I very much subscribe to the work of Binet and Field. 
you're advocating making sure that you've got your balance of performance marketing and brand marketing in the right place. And of the likes of Mark Ritson, who really highlights the importance of brands, brand codes, and the way that brands work in the digital world. One thing that really doesn't help here is the word digital. I think it gets used for so many different things, so many different ways, and means different things to different people. So when people say digital, it's never really clear exactly what's meant. I think the world is now digital. So in some ways, we should retire the word digital when we talk about marketing. It's just not helpful. One thing that has become important over the last 18 months, particularly in light of travel, is media flexibility. And in this instance, this is where performance marketing has had an advantage. The ability to put money into or out of the market at very short notice became a really important aspect, particularly when rules and regulations were changing at such short notice. In this context, trying to agree on a TV plan eight weeks or even four weeks out was really difficult. So I think we're going to have to see more innovation around flexibility in more traditional media. Something that I think is really important has been accentuated by the last 18 months is well-being at work. The COVID pandemic has been so all-encompassing. I think it would be surprising if anyone hadn't felt that their well-being had been affected over the last 18 months, myself included. On paper, the fact that I don't have to commute an hour and a quarter each way every day is a real positive. On the flip side, if I'm staring at a Zoom or Teams call for 10 hours every day, is that really very good for my mental health? And how do I make sure that my team and their well-being is being looked after when you don't physically see people? We've been working with Let's Reset, a company who focuses on well-being at work. And we're really trying to focus on some techniques and tools that people can use more than anything to make sure they're having conversations about people's well-being on a much more regular basis. Simple techniques like asking people how they're feeling today on a scale of one out of 10. Just really easy ways to start having that conversation and make sure that people feel they're being looked after and that you can have a conversation about life outside of work and how you're feeling and how your work is making you feel. Work-life balance has often been talked about as something that's important. But as the boundaries have blurred between the two, paying attention to well-being is ever more important. The final area I wanted to talk about was diversity, inclusion and equality. The last 18 months have seen some very upsetting events in the news, whether it be the killing of George Floyd or the reaction to England going out of the Euros on penalties. So I think it's increasingly important that marketers see this as a part of their role and that they're measured on it. I've been really inspired by the work of Catherine Jacob, Sue Uniman, and Mark Edwards and their book Belonging. It's a fantastic read and gives loads of really practical help and advice as to how, as marketers and as people at work, we can be doing better when it comes to making people feel they belong in the workplace. What I like about it is it doesn't break down into individual silos, but talks about the intersectionality of different diverse groups and how we need to make sure we make everyone feel they belong at work, irrespective of their background. Another important initiative was the All In Census, which tried to provide some baseline data for different groups of diversity within the marketing industry. And if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend you take a look. And a more recent initiative to look up is BRIM, led by the Advertising Association and Facebook. It stands for Black Representation in Marketing and provides a framework in which companies and marketers can do better. It breaks down it into four components. Who you represent in your marketing and who you show, where you spend your marketing money, who you work with in the workplace, and who you work with as third-party providers. And by paying attention to all four of those dimensions, you can try and make sure that you're improving in terms of your diversity, inclusion and equality. What it doesn't say is that this is necessarily easy and that it's something that can be done overnight. But by putting focus on those four elements, 
it makes it feel that we as marketers can make tangible differences in the world. And similar to well-being, I think one of the most important things in the workplace is to be having conversations about diversity, inclusion and equality. In fact, one of the things I've done at TUI is set up an employee network called Conversations About Diversity, Inclusion and Equality. We meet every four weeks and literally have a conversation about what's going on in the news, how people are feeling, and also things that people would like to put forward in terms of things we should do differently as a business or as marketers. The initiative has been really well received, and it usually tends to be one of the most enjoyable and productive hours of my month. So hopefully that's given you a little bit of an insight into my career and to what I think is important in marketing today. Thank you. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session. And thanks to our partners at Quantcast. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. In tomorrow's Stay Engaged Offstage session, Lab Bible Group's Anna Lee Bridgestock and David Milsom ask, does data kill creativity? Up next on Stay Engaged.